Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> Welcome to Wrestle Culture. <clears throat> you change your mind like Big Bill, pops the boys. Oh, Tony Khan, you're so weird. I would know your turn of phrase when you say, <laughs> We all know that this is all elite wrestling. Because your blood and your guts, you're sane, then you're nuts. All in, then all out. Five stars, there's no doubt. Elite BCC, this ain't WWE. The fans, they will plop. QTV, make it stop. On certain things, we won't agree. But thanks for getting Ibushi for blood and for guts. Been suck on these nuts. A man melee with no Y2J. Oh, yeah. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture. Thank you so much for keeping beat there, Adam You're Nicholas. Welcome. Also joined by Michael Havler and Adam Nicholas to discuss all the goings on <laughs> in wrestling <laughs> And week. breathe. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. We review Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh! We do Dynamite, AW Collision, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a really good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. Uh, anything else you want to say about Blood and Guts? I've written preview in the uh, show notes, but I feel like that... Song kind of covers it. You nailed it, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what else there is to cover. That was the preview for anyone who's listening. That's your preview. Go back and listen to that again. Yeah. That's all you need, really. I, w- I won't be on the Dynamite preview on Wednesday. I'm off. The system doesn't work. But <laughs> uh, I said last week, I said this week, he's off uh, doing the egg and spoon race. Egg and spoon today. race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the three legged bandit is running around once again. It was Sports Day, wasn't it? It was indeed Sports Did Day. Did they still yeah. let parents have a go? They let them, but uh, I refuse to engage. I was just say, where were you when they were letting parents have a go? Just like not making anywhere eye, else, not making eye contact <laughs> with my son, basically. <laughs> so, we could, so we couldn't share them all. Where he, he saw his dad for the failure he is. Now nah, it gets any any particular events that you used to be good at at school. In the look at me, zero. Like, really, I, I, I have you had down as a bit of a, you got a good steady hand for egg and spoon. It strikes me. No, I, I tell you what, high jump. I got the uh, like that on the high jump. I was surprisingly good um, skipper, but I hid that amazing of talent. School. <laughs> no, my tennis was flawless. Uh, <laughs> the, but um, it was a different time. 
And boys weren't allowed to do skipping, lest oh. they get bullied oh. for it. So I hid my uh, genius and just watched the sports day races. It was me and Nick was talking about this the other day. Sports day would come around, and I would spend weeks and weeks and weeks just being as awful as I could at everything so that I didn't get picked for any of the races. And I just got to sit on the chair as, like, one of the kids that clapped. Now... All the kids do all the races. Yeah. They've like lifted yeah. the competitive element out of it, which would have suited me way yeah. more down the ground. But you can tell the parents that are really pissed off oh, about it. Of course. This. And they're just like, it's a team thing. So it'd be like all in teams of five or something. I'm not boasting. Like Josh, my son, he kicked ass yesterday. He yeah. Smoked, he absolutely smoked some of them little losers, but it was a team game and his, <laughs> his team came third. Doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter. If um, we keep in score. We keep in score, like. But there were some parents hey, near me. seen the other parents who keep score. Yeah. Not him, obviously. No. There were some parents near me, right? So, like, one of their kids had, like, like absolutely breezed it, and another kid was struggling. And, like, one of them, honestly, like, just huffed further. And I was like, what's the point? <laughs> like, just had a little huff. And so I was like, why am I training my kids being elite athlete if these little scrubs losers are letting the fucking side down? Are you a red team or are you a dead team? Like, they were oh, just, it was, God. I don't like You're going to die out there to win <laughs> the second spoon yeah. race. I like the vibe. There was a, the, the best new game, goated sports day game of this year, was... Um, like, you know, like hula hoops, and there's one here that gets you five points, but there's one over there that gets you ten points. Yeah. And you're placing the gamble in the hands of the kids. Because if they're going to make that extra stretch, yeah. can they get back in time? And uh, Josh went double bubble on the ten-pointer. Of course he did. Thank Christ one of them went in, because otherwise I would have been like, look, son, this is proof. You do not take risks. Yeah. You do what I did, and you stay in the middle of the yeah. road, and you make no bother. You don't get any bother. You don't yeah. get anybody's attention. You just cruise down yes. the middle lane. But he's found he can achieve now. <laughs> yeah. So, like, thank yeah. God we got over that line. <laughs> He wouldn't have got that from me. <laughs> I was always quite good at the. I don't know what the game was actually called. The hoying the bean bag netball. into. Was it netball for I you? I was good it? at netball. I bet you were mid netball. I wasn't this tall. Specifically netball, not basketball. Yeah, yeah. Goal, goal attack. Goal attack. Yeah. Goal attack. Goal shooter. Yeah. Same thing. Could have gone pro. Yeah, could have gone, gone pro. pro. Back in the day, again, held down by uh, gender specificity yeah. in the sport. Pointless gender norms at the time. Mm. That, yeah. Um, but yeah, all I was around us career for me. Just didn't get. <laughs> oh, was it? Just didn't get taken up on. No. I wanted to play hockey rather than rugby, but boys had to play rugby and girls had to play hockey. Yeah. Losing. We had that, isn't it? Yeah. Really, really, really. I remember when the um, true. when the England women's team won there, was it the Euros, the World Cup? Euros. And there was just mm. like generations of girls saying, This is awesome. I wasn't allowed to play football. And so it's like they had raced to yeah. win in the, like, yeah. the tournament straight away. That I, the I, I never understand that. I remember, like, obviously, when you're a kid, you don't think about those things. But literally looking at them, giving the cricket bats to the men and giving the little rounders bats to the women, yeah. like, what is the difference? The damage yeah. is going to be the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, the damage is going to be the same no matter what happens with this. And a cricket enthusiast out there, kiss my ass. Yeah. Um, but like, I just, I never understood it. This doesn't make any sense. But well, there you go. I felt that way about P in general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, we were talking about this yesterday, weren't we? we yeah. I had the reverse of this because I was good at sport. Yeah. So I was like leading up to instead of like dreading it, I was having like my little Rocky montage in the bedroom. Like, <laughs> I'm going to win this race this yeah. year, boy. It doesn't mean anything. It's literally a sports day that means nothing. And I'm like, but I'm really fast, so I want to do the 100 meters. And I zipped down the thing. Oh, yeah. Smoked a bunch of people. Whereas I had the Rocky montage on, and then it was like, I'm going to watch it again. Yeah. I'm going to watch Rocky yeah. again. I want to watch Chris. Where's the popcorn <laughs> and the crisp? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that little meme that's been going around with Tom Cruise where he's like, oh, I love popcorn. Oh. Movies, popcorn. It's just you, but you're like, I love crisps. <laughs> Old episode of Superstars. Crisps. crisps. <laughs> <laughs> Not a single race of sports. And did either of you have uh, one called the Slow Bicycle Race? Is, Is that where you had to ride belt? a bike where you couldn't put your foot down? You couldn't put your foot down, but you, you had to finish last. 
So this idea was like it was a way to control your pace, and it was a bloodbath because like yeah, but because you just fall off the bike. That's the point, right? Yeah. It was almost like a unicycle race because you had to keep the balance of two wheels, but with the pace of no pedaling. Mm-hmm. I don't know who conceived of it, but basically, kids that were so determined to win, and there was no Hang on, what? So you someone push you and you just like you, have to yeah, just so you start you start balanced and then you've got to pedal but as slowly as you can. So basically, so you can pedal moving yeah. but as little as possible. So it used to be I used to do that thing where you'd move yeah go back and then forward back and then forward and you could like little nudge yourself. Yeah, yeah. And obviously the last bike over the line wins for whatever reason. But the people that were interested obviously didn't want to lose, yeah. so they would do anything not to put a foot down. But then it's like. Should have put a foot down and fallen over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just see people go like yeah. hard sideways, no hands out, like oh, that. But then they're allowed to put themselves back up and go again. It's like, you're going to fall again in two minutes. Yeah. Sorry, you're allowed to beat yourself. Surely that's an instant disqualification. Yeah, if, if you fall, well, is that not the point? That's well, how you get rid of the. Got to get yourself back up, and there's people still going and going is and that going. That like last like forever, though. Yes. Surely. I refuse to engage. Yeah. The wheelbarrow. People used to do the wheelbarrow. You and a partner. Like, yeah. you pick them up by the feet and run. They'd use the hands. And I love be... it when the, the kid at the back of the wheelbarrow was <laughs> outpacing the kid <laughs> yeah. at the front. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's vertical. You're like holding them up. Like, you got, like you're shaking them from his lunch money. <laughs> oh, God. I hate sports day. Anyway, so that job's done this year. But I've got another fucking thing. Some frigging assembly. There's always some bollocks yeah. going on. So I won't be able to do a dynamite preview. Hey. So who would you rather have on your sports day team? Yeah. Pack or Kota Ibushi? Oh. Mm. Um, hey, look at you. A professional. A professional. They're both, they're both like physical all-rounders, aren't they? Great additions, just a quick word. to <laughs> Top shaggers. Ibushi, I think, because he's a bit more of a wild card. And I think, like, Pac would... I, I don't, I'm, I'm the opposite of competitive, right? So I get very stressed in a situation where, I'm ex- where something is expected of me. Yes. And I hate playing games with people that are super competitive or sports yeah. because they kill the vibe because we couldn't be more opposites. If you... F up. Pack is going to be hard work. Like, the bastard is not going to give you I reckon he's a softy, you know. I reckon... I I think it'd be the other way around. I think Kota Ibushi would be the one wanting to drive into the heights. Are you tying your leg to in a three-legged race? Jesus Christ. Uh, It doesn't matter. It's like, you're just a passenger. It's a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you weighing down for this race is what you're asking. Ibushi cannot find his way through an airport, man. He wouldn't know his way to the finish line. We'd be going, like, sort of back into the school, into one of the port cabins. He'd be setting fireworks (laughs) off at you. He'd be like... Yeah, like, come on, dragging you across Go the floor. Faster, yeah. I, I could get you there in seconds, and he'd forget that you were tied to him. Yeah. You just carry about his business. Hold on. <laughs> there's no, there's no way I'm not picking Pack. I mean, the one chance you get to have any success with a fellow Geordie, I think I'm going to turn that up. Yeah, Thank you right. very much, Ibushi. Um, yeah, <laughs> which is exactly where he was coming from with that one. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to really get a chance to get your thoughts on blood and guts. So, who wins? Oh, I don't care. Um, wrestling is the winner. It's wrestling not is always the winner. Stinks. I like it's okay. Wrestling's not the winner. Yeah, right, not wrestling, on this podcast. Wrestling probably will be the winner. It's got to be the golden elite. Like, let's yeah. just get this done and dusted. I'm kind of sick of it. Like, will Chris Jericho somehow win blood and guts again? Well, he still could run in, couldn't yeah. he? Yeah, because I think this, I just feel like in some way, shape, or form, Chris Jericho has is, is that his favorite thing in the whole world to just be Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. <laughs> what and was the, the he's yeah. like swerved us to not be in it. Ooh, he's avoided it, and it's like because I'm going to swerve you again when yeah. I want to get in it somehow. Yeah, like, what was the last AEW pay per view where or big show like a TV special like this where they went? I haven't really got anything for Chris on this show. Mm-hmm. It's just he's just well, stepping off the crocodile's mouths, isn't he? That's never happened because the there you're referring to is Chris Jericho. Yeah. <laughs> so, right, right, guys, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like he just turns up for the match anyway. That's like the kind of energy he'll be off him. Or he'll be doing commentary and find a way. And or he'll be the yeah. cage. He'll be the cage. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how he does it, but he always does it. This will be the best one. Yeah, I think. 
Um, first one had the pandemic to contend with. Second one I, was a bit of an undelivery, in truth. Mm. I think, like, I'm excited for the idea of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks in this yeah. structure. Like, they're just, they've got the right idea. I think the Moxley, like, I love John Moxley, but I think his brand of violence plays out all the time in such a way that blood and guts doesn't feel like a different day at work. No. And they, they kind of haven't given you a reason to think this is what we all thought Blood and Guts was going to be yeah. from the beginning. Because yeah. that first mm. misstep with the one with Jericho and mm-hmm. uh, falling through the gap. and uh, They're obsessed with doing the War Games tropes yeah. where everybody suddenly stands up or then we're on top of the cage or whatever. I just think I've got faith in the elite's creativity like with the environment and the things that they'll be able to think yeah. of. Well, Evolution Omega is a buzz seeing them back mm-hmm. together. Other than the war games that you were literally at in mm-hmm. Chicago, I can't remember a time you've ever enjoyed any of these matches, and I'm starting to wonder if maybe the problem is you. Maybe it is a me problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like it. No, they are, they are wild because they become spot fest, yeah. when, and when it's spot fest that isn't particularly driven by story or by reasoning or logic in any mm-hmm. way, shape, or form, it can get very, like... Ugh. Like there's nothing. W- I know I, I'm all for people's safety, of course. I don't want people to hurt themselves, but them little tiny moments where, like, not not in this uh, blood and guts, for example, but maybe in war games is the one I'm thinking of more recently, where you see the little platform and you're like, yeah. you know, it's there, yeah. and you're like, oh well, they're going to that platform at some point. I'm like, I get it, safety, it makes sense, but sometimes it's just not. It does. It takes you out of it, doesn't it? Immediately, yeah. it makes it really hard to get back into. In terms of like, here's where it's all meant to end because it's that's the point, and actually, no, it's. The point of this cage is for mm. you to all just be mad bastards. Settle <laughs> it and be done. How is Ibushi going to land on his neck from off the top of the cage? <sighs> yeah, like there's no yeah, yeah, there's no hole in it currently. Nah. Like they need to put a middle one in, like on the old SmackDown yeah. games, where you can dive through a yeah. hole in the center. Mm. I like. I would like this to be done as a feud. I would like, uh, like Jericho has potentially played a blinder because if he does pick a side to run in on, so he either joins Callis' family or he turns against him, he's basically lined up five rivals instantly. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, that's that's not too bad for, for Chris Jericho. Um, but I I can't, I can't figure out a finish yet. Like last year's genuinely blew me away. It's the only thing I remember really is the Kingston and um, Claudio. Yes. Like, oh, on the top, he's tapped yeah. him out before I could. That's not what I wanted out of this. Yeah. I thought that was so mm-hmm. creative. Uh, and I the don't... dread of Jericho in the in the big spin on the top. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Because it's like I know he's fine, mm-hmm. but the fundamental thing of someone spinning you around on top of a cage, if you are any human, is like this. It's not going to go wrong. They're in the middle. It's fine, but this could go wrong somehow. Yeah. And that's dead. <laughs> I think this needs something really definitive feeling, but that leaves loads behind. Like I could well see Omega and Takeshita having a proper singles program after the after this, but. Moxley, without Danielson there, Moxley's kind of the leader of this group, and they're the ones, what were they feeling about? When did they start? 1994. <laughs> like, when they first started, they said something like, they're not authentic. You know, they were like, yeah, these aren't real mm, or whatever. These yeah, can't yeah. hit as hard as we can. Like, BTE triggers, all like all five yeah. of them coming in for a five-way, like, BTE golden trigger <laughs> on John Moxley. Like the <laughs> Did you see that? That was the image doing around on Twitter. I can't remember what exactly the image was, but the tweet was, we like you to... When he, ha- he realises he's going to have to take that. And it was like an amalgamation of all the finishers yeah. that he did. It was like, it's going to oh, be yes. him taking the five finishers in one moment. Oh, it was thingy, was it? Was like, no, 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 no. no. Oh, it was the Punisher, wasn't yeah. it? No, no, no. Why? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> um, we could be seeing more AW pay-per-views going forward. What's your thoughts on that? I mean, it's, it's probably more of a decision from the higher-ups than... Than anywhere else, but potentially an AW pay per view a month would drift in. And I like 
I take no joy in saying I told you so, but the reality was from the very beginning, you had to think, well, if this company works, ultimately this company will grow and this company will come to be more of the things you don't like. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to be like, like pissing on everybody's parade back then. But there was always this thing of like, just be careful what you wish for and all that sort of thing. There's like, there's a perfect version of all of this. And I think they realized that in 2021 and we've been kind of like clamoring for that ever since. More's almost never better. It's in, but and this is the progress, quote unquote progress. progress that's yeah. what companies want. They want progress, and that is making more of more. Progress is people's bottom lines rather than your engagement <laughs> and your enjoyment. Mm -hmm. And I think like this is old hat by now. We had it with Rampage. Like I'm biased to the punker, but the collision thing, the magic won't last forever. You know what I mean? Like that idea of getting to see him. That right now is the magic to watch collision is getting to see him, but that won't last forever because it's still two hours extra a week of AEW you've got to engage with. Yeah. Pay-per-views is At the, the same. weekend, no less. At the weekend, like, yeah. yeah. Pay-per-views is the same. Maybe it's even worse because the point of the four they've been able to uphold is this idea that it's still like a really premium ticket. Mm -hmm. So little is premium. Like, Triple H has done an amazing job at taking these pay-per-views round to local areas that are starved. Yeah. Big nights yeah. and their yeah. local heroes doing well. That's been absolutely inspired. But beyond that, what? Like, WrestleMania, mm -hmm. in most of Vinci's, was the one premium WWE ticket. AEW managed to get four. And that will, that will, you simply cannot run. We've seen it with an eight or a 12 calendar year and make those four. They're, st they're still a four. Like, this is the real quiz. Do you think there's like the issue being as well because they're so long because there's only four of them? Mm. Like, I don't, people have already discussed, like, well, if they do more, does that mean some of the hours are going to come off the other ones? I don't think they do. I think the problem is like, you're just doing another pay per view with that many hours because that's the standard they've set and they've yeah. got. He still very much likes this idea that everybody, if they can, tries to get on the card. And it's like, I know we've split the brands up, but it can't always be that way. And it's not going to yeah. be able to be that way forever. There's going to have to Value be a, for money. They a, might think exactly. more matches. You've yeah, got to be realistic and think, like, maybe make it more like, if you shorten it down and make it more, you want to get on this card, you got to work your ass off to get on this card, which sounds, you know, counteractive to the people who are actually working there and want to be on it. But at the end of the day, yeah. if you're doing these, that many pay-per-views, theoretically, everybody should get a shot. The two and a half hour takeover model as well. Yeah, it's just no fat and no, no filler. I, like, I will say this about you, like the point about the split. Like you probably need to beef the collision roster up a little bit if you're going to do it. But the soft roster split, like, would be beneficial to this. Like, say you had eight, and then four were loosely for dynamite and four were loosely for collision, mm -hmm. with overlaps permitted as and when you needed. He's yeah. ne he's not going to commit to a hard split no. ever. But like we know of the people that are already prepared to do both. Adam Cole would be an example, and you just think right, well. This time around, we're going to have an AW world title match because MJF's got the belt, and the next one, the Punk is on top. Or what, you know what I mean? Like, there's mm. you can find something that is a main event, a proper main event each time. That like they're in a better place to do it than they ever were, but I'd still think it's a hard sell. Like the one benefit, and it's not a proper one because you would quickly get bored. Is there's been a, a couple of cases over the last few years where the gap has felt too big. I think Full Gear and Revolution is the big one. Yeah, there's a few that it doesn't seem so bad because they are broken up with the likes of a uh, uh, Blood and Guts yeah. or uh, a Fire Fest or whatever it may be. The sort of TV specials, but there is certainly a period where you're like, bloody hell, that's a long old road to to take now, and there's a danger that. You kind of get lost on the way. Winter is coming to revolution. Yeah. feels like the gap. You have that big, exciting December show, and then there's a rumble coming up, and then there's WWE stuff happening. It's like, when's revolution? March. Yeah. Like, this feels like a bit of a hinterland. And it's difficult because I think even with the four pay-per-views that they've got, they find it difficult sometimes to land it exactly right in terms of narratives. We still yeah. haven't quite got it nailed down mm. Like, how many times have we made allowances where we've been like, well, the builds, eh, but the pay-per-view ends up being really good. Yeah. But ultimately, that's fine. As long as that happens, you can kind of make some allowances for whatever. Like, 
the sort of laboured or slightly muddled build-ups to certain ones, and sometimes not even any real build-up, despite the fact you've had all this time. Mm. Yeah, it can it kind of they haven't quite got that nailed down yet. But I and don't. The danger know. is you go the opposite way. That's the there? thing, man. I don't know how like, does it get hot. It's surely going to get harder the more pay-per-views that's that they start racking those up with. Well, this was the same conversation when it was Ring of Honor, when it was Collision. If like uh, we don't know, but if Tony Khan insists on say running the whole thing. There's that more work, and we've seen that an increased workload, as you would expect, creates issues where there's like a he's got a need to bring in a world washing to try and be like a somebody to tighten up the creative. You need another one of him, minimum. You probably need two. Ideally, yeah. you need about four people to be doing some of Tony Khan's job. Sign them to the yeah. yeah. But then I do also subscribe to this idea. Well, it was his booking that really drove AEW to its heights. Yes. So I'm not. I don't think it's as easy as right. It's time to hand over the book, even if I think his yeah. golden period is done. I still don't think it's as simple as, like, I believe he's probably still the guy to find yeah. the next really exciting creative spell, but it's just too much. It's too much. Consumption's, the, like, that's always a problem now. Yeah. Like, you are just served too oh, much. Everything becomes content. Worse than like, you've ever had it ever before. Like, yeah. This is the difference now. The models are all broken because everybody just wants it now, and they want a lot of it, and they want it quickly. That's the three yeah. kind of people things get, after. People get angry now when it's not, the whole series isn't available right now. Yeah. For a and TV like, show. And don't understand that there can be other ways of doing these things, I think is the frustrating part of this. And I guess the wrestling is no different. They're going to yeah. fall into that category of, until somebody else comes up with another way or has the courage to try a different way, we are going to be in this cycle. And that was always going to be the way it was going to go with AEW because they will want to compete and their like their brand and the people who own them will want to see them competing with the big boys. And the only way to do that is to start following their models, isn't it? And it's a shame because... They're not going to have the courage to do their own thing. They're just going to try and follow well, what's so already there. Something's hit me with regards <laughs> to this pay-per-view thing and the list breaking. Basically, 24-hour period, you get these two bits of news. Tony Khan loves the Challenger brand Pepsi versus Cola analogy. And so he should, because that's like that's a perfect way to position your company. You're absolutely not like Barry's Red Cola. Yeah. You're Pepsi. You are. Yeah. You're the second one. And a lot of people will choose you over that. But the difference now or certainly what could become the difference with the list and with, say, 12 pay-per-views a year, people pick Pepsi over Coke because they discern a difference. A lot of people won't care. If you're just a cola guy, yeah. you won't know that there's yes. a difference. You'll but if you have a favourite flavour, you know, I can tell you, I'd pass the Pepsi challenge and I'd pick Coca-Cola for what it's worth, but mm. like, I, I can taste the difference, right? People should be able to choose the different flavour in AEW, but a challenger brand, Pepsi aren't going to go, you know what we need to do? We need to make ourselves taste a little bit more like Coke. Make the can red. Yeah, make the can red. Right. And that's what's happening. Like, you will remain the challenger brand, but only by virtue of being the number two. Yeah. Not by actually and then offering... Then here comes the, Mountain Dew. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the thing that got you to the dance as well for them is this alternative... They literally pitched themselves yeah. as the yeah. alternative, didn't they? They we go left, we go... Yeah. Exactly. We won't so do what we they do. We won't challenge them for Mania Weekend. We won't do this. We won't do that because we want to... But inevitably, because you are trying to emulate their success, mm -hmm. it becomes, uh, you start, the lines become less and less distant, and they just start to become one big f***ing line, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the perfect picture, by the way, that you use for this story on our website, whatculture.com, of the, uh, the the list of the band moves, the spots, the uh, the stuff they have to get pre-approved, safety protocols, basically, mm. uh, and the photo Hamlet's used is Eddie Kingston covered in blood carrying a petrol can. The one greatest, of the greatest the moments in wrestling history. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now, that may well be a thing of the past. Me and Hamlet obviously talked a lot about it on the news. I've really got a chance to talk to you about it. What do you make of it all? Like, me and Hamlet, if you want Michael Sidgwick's thoughts on it, by the way, we talked a lot about it before we even got anywhere near the collision preview <laughs> earlier yeah. on today. I think, you know, 
unanimously, we'd all sit here and say, obviously, yeah, don't do chair shots to the head, don't do shots to the yeah. back of the head. Uh, uh, buckle bombs, eh. But, and I'm, I'm not a fan of, like, seizure cells, for example. But, no. the crowd stuff is a real, going to be a real loss. And the inability, this is something that Sid really nailed, I thought, earlier on today, the inability to improvise so much mid-match... I don't know. I don't know how much you much you think that's going to take away from from AEW. It's like the whole thing that makes that exciting is because you know you're in there with a lot of the time the guys who are in there and the gals who are in there are being trusted to do this because they know they they've proven they can do it in the past and they've had success with it. If you're taking away the sort of spontaneity element of it and to compare it to a time none of us enjoyed, not in wrestling, just in life in general, <laughs> was the pandemic where the spontaneity element was completely removed from everything. There was no opportunity. It was like, if you wanted to go and do a thing, it had to be this many people. It had to be in that time slot, and it had to be done by that mm. time slot, and I can't go here or here. It has to stay in them lines. Oh, Christ, yeah. Trying to yeah. have three pubs in a row and yeah. having to book two-hour time slots having to, to do book it. your slots. And, God, then, and then also that. being God. told, like, you know, there's no, there's nothing you can do. Your night is ending at 10 o'clock, boys, yep. and that's the end of it. Like, you are going home to sit with all that energy in no <laughs> club to go to. Um, but, like to bring that back in the rest. And if you are sort of taking these away one by one, it was going to happen, by the way. This had to happen because they've gotten away with murder and it's kind of worked for them and hasn't worked for them in different degrees. I mean, like Brian obviously tapping into the seizure stuff was like, I guess that when when the early days when he was doing it, you'd maybe go, oh, that's clever to kind of just trick mm. you for that one time. But then when it's like, I, I'm now could like, like there's, a, there's a point for everyone, isn't there? Where yeah. you're like, now I'm just concerned about your health all the time. And I'm like, I don't know if that's good. I, exactly I guess what said, it blurs yeah. the line, but I don't know if that's good. If that's healthy for, like, for you or for, I don't know, representation. The more performative and, and, it is, the yeah. more lame it is. Yeah, like, you're too the, much of an that's artist. That's the for thing, that. man. Like, like the, it's it's low hanging fruit for him mm-hmm, in, yeah. in that regard. The shock factor yeah. for one time works. There's got to be something else you can do in that in that department. Um, the crowd stuff's the one, isn't it? I mean, that's, especially if you're John Moxley. Uh, or any of the BCC teams at this point, <laughs> and you just like taking away that element of go out and do absolute chaos uh, in the crowd wherever you want to go. I mean, you've lost a whole bunch of stuff there, haven't you? Like, I, I haven't seen. I'll be honest, I haven't seen the full list and the extent that it goes. It's exhaustive, through, but it is. I've heard it's exhaustive, and I just it would be interesting. I would say this if I'm well, the performers. I think the one way I would try to look at it as is yes, you can't do this stuff. So what can we do instead of that? Let me yeah, yeah. What what and does it does it force them to become more creative in a different way? Like, and I'm sure we'll see that. Or you'll just suddenly think, am I watching WWE? Yeah. <laughs> and even they're allowed to do certain things that are perhaps on this list that you you know they're not going to be able to do. So, like a very what worries me a little bit. Like you've said, you know, the network are the ones that are pushing for eight to twelve pay per views. Speculation. So I can't say this enough. Alleged. Blah, 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 speculation. Blah, blah, blah. This is not news. This is not anything. Five report. News. The thing I look at and happen to think, because like you kind of have to learn from history. WCW complained a lot about standards and practices at uh, TNT stopping them from being able to compete with the Attitude Era remotely in terms of the sex and the violence and everything else. But that was the culture at the time. It wasn't just WWE doing it for doing its sake. That yeah. Absolutely reflected the culture, and WCW couldn't do it, and then all of a sudden looked massively passe by comparison. Mm. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot. This list is so exhaustive that I kind of feel like there is some, like, as a guiding hand, 
that maybe goes above AEW, but that is not in the report. And we have been told very reliably that it is They've medical staff and dirt. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I can't, this is me and me alone. They've but certainly tested the water enough times, the effing and the jeffing and the bleeding. Yeah, and like it, They have been getting away with murder for. Yes. Like it was, someone was going to have to, I mean, Rick Ross rocking up and just didn't work. <laughs> like, someone's going to go, well, you, could, you just can't do that. I'm telling you, like, it's still my favorite part of all that uh, was Chris Jericho going. I got a new gimmick, boys. Oh, say GFY. Unreal. Unreal. <laughs> GFY. People, people know it. They'll say it in their heads, but I don't have to say it out loud. Cool. Because I'll look at the camera like Jim from The Office and everyone will know. Yeah. That's how they'll know. As long as no one else swears on the show, we'll be absolutely fine. Here comes John Moxley. Quite <laughs> rightly, by the way, he's completely yeah, justified in what he said. I think, in fairness, was, you need to me. blame the guy in the crowd. Yes. If I'm Jericho, <laughs> I'm Judas affecting somebody in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like it doesn't feel entirely in-house to no. me uh, mm. the nature of the like i'm in favor of and I'm, this is a very boring wwe take from a very boring wwe fan right but i've long believed in you have the list you have the printouts backstage nobody going near the announce table yeah nobody work the leg whatever because i think that's 101 stuff i like seeing a wrestler i don't want to see the leg work twice in two matches i don't want to see the same run in finish twice there's a reason why these things same finishes in the match one after another and you're like why like if somebody's bleeding a gusher in the main event they best not be doing it in the like middle of the card all Mm. that like that some people might consider that redundant i've never taken a bump in my life my hair's my head's square but like i just i'd be a corner wouldn't you yeah that's it yeah Yeah. but i believe it i really believe it. i think that's a basic for a reason and like i agree like someone like um well like brett's a perfect example like he'll finish it 20 different ways even though he's got the sharpshoot yes Mm. because if somebody's only got a submission then he's a super worker and he'll figure out another way to beat you because they need their submission later on the card like that's the sort of stuff you grow Mm. up on and it kind of like you're therefore surprised because you haven't seen that thing in the night increasingly with aw the excess was like causing you to we had that Twice tonight, yes, and I, like over a dynamite or let alone a pay per view, and you just think that's got to go. So that when to Nicholas's point about like get more creative, mm. I'm sure this is going to feel like to the town a lot of handcuffing. Yeah, but some of them will be like, well, all right, like so how you attach your head to it, isn't it? Yeah, like all right, well, we can't do that, and they're going to do that. What are we going to do? We're professional wrestlers. Mm. We we we're not at this level unless we've been considered good enough to extend through it. Figure it out, you know. I'm just, I'm curious to see the ones who shine in this. It's we're going to see somebody. I don't know who yet. Like rise excel. to the top Someone's unexpectedly, gonna excel in yeah. Because they work around. Like mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy will be fine. Yeah, there'll be, there'll be tons like, of them will be fine. It'd be like, it'd be like someone. <laughs> it'd be like someone turning up on the comedy scene and being like, "Well, you can't say, you can't say, sorry, you can't say f- anymore." <laughs> and Jerry Seinfeld would be like, "Well, sound." Yeah. <laughs> what else you got? Like, I'm already there. I've already do this. This is already something I've done mm-hmm. for ages. There's a bunch of people there who already have that. Jeff Jarrett won't sweat. Yeah, who have like, uh, And these people, love, but they've already probably dealt, dealt with it in different variations mm-hmm. throughout various companies. Like Sir Jericho, for example. Yeah. He was literally there for the changeover periods and be like, oh, yeah, I remember this. And they, he, by his own words and his own books, very difficult adapting to new styles when, like, mm. someone removes a key... Sometimes storytelling mm-hmm. element, you can't bleed or you can't do this. Now you could obviously try and make it look like an accident and then get caught or not get caught, depending <laughs> if you're David Batista <laughs> or not. Like, but these are things that you'll have to do in yeah. there. Why, like that, to me, that's not a bad thing. Some people in those companies as well who are maybe haven't gone through all that, maybe need that. Maybe need to kick up the arse and say like, you can't just do this, man. Like, this is telly. Like, ah, if it was on me, do whatever you want, but it's not on me. It's sort of people in suits yeah. who make lots yeah. of money off telly and are like, it's like you can't turn up late for your Glastonbury set and miss the curfew. Like, <laughs> oh, like you can't do that. Like, no. 
I mean, whether, she's dreadful, whether, so I'm not that bothered. Whether, but, well, yeah. you know, I'll fight you later. But <laughs> whether or not, whether or not that's right or wrong, it doesn't matter. That's the rules. That's the crack. That's, that's yeah. the crack. And you aren't changing it on that night yes. for that company yes. at that time. So you're gonna have to find a way to work within those. Like, I've seen restraints. loads of people say, "Oh, bloody hell!" Like, what's that gonna mean for John Moxley? Because you can apply that, 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 like twenty things, and everyone immediately goes to like John Moxley memory. He will be fine. Like, if you think yeah. that's a problem. Yeah. You don't know John. You obviously Moxley haven't enough. watched this, him. Yeah. yeah, this is the guy. That, like, like, I'm sorry. Is that not how that was supposed yeah. to go? Like, he will switch it up. Like, the yes. and also if anybody saw like the recent interview with Moxley about that, where he was on a talk about he's obviously mm. famous now for bleeding every single time he breathes. <laughs> 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 but his his logic was is that like go to a combat sport. It's the second you get in a ring, people start bleeding because you hit them, and that's what happens to mm. humans when you hit them. They bleed. Mm. So he's like, why would I not bleed in every match? Like now, obviously that's. John Moxley's logic. <laughs> we all know he probably does bleed too much. But, like, that's a choice. Yeah. That yeah. Is, if anything, the more you tell him not to bleed, he's probably going to just do it on purpose just to bleed more. Mm-hmm. So now, if he, and that's a choice. So if he has to choose to not do that and have to come up with something different, you better believe he's going to do it. A man who literally stopped drinking not that long ago because he wanted to yeah. and needed to, he'll be absolutely fine. Mm. And there'll be loads of people in there who'll excel. There will be a few people, though, who probably don't have that many creative ideas, maybe just because they're not that way creative like creatively and mm-hmm. this might be difficult for them a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, before we get to this week's Hashtag Bloody Good Quiz... Uh, wrestling is incredibly hot right now, in the words of, of Dave Meltzer. Um, and I want to talk about that, Hamlet, but also talk about the next big star for WWE. You've obviously got Roman Reigns doing ridiculous numbers alongside the bloodline and what have you, and Jey Uso, and Cody Rhodes obviously is... I'm not including him as, oh, could you reckon he could? <laughs> Maybe. Um, <laughs> Real up and coming. But we we saw the buzz around Grayson Bloody Waller that's developed over the last few weeks, quite rightly. We've uh, sung his praises since his time in NXT. Um, a man who 
inexplicably, who wasn't on SmackDown last week, on telly at least, in LA. Damien Priest has got the briefcase. EO Sky has also got the briefcase. Do you reckon, like, not to dismiss, you know, Damien Priest is not like, oh, keep an eye out for this guy uh, in case you've missed him because he's been main event in Raws and what have you and doing big things with the Judgment Day. But, yeah, who's your pick to, to next Grab the brass ring, and why isn't it Austin Theory? Because <laughs> he's how long have you got? <laughs> yeah, he's useless. Yeah. The no, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Come on, the every, like everybody you've named, uh, I would say is a candidate. Mm. Rhea Ripley is a candidate, but she's already the world champion. And, mm. what, and what is like the peak? WWE is a weird old place, right? Because they went years, decades, even. I say, no, the brand is the star. Yeah. People attend WrestleMania. People come to WWE house shows. And then they push John Cena and they push Roman Reigns and who are the two big stars from the last 20, 30 years. It's still a star-driven industry yeah. regardless of what they say. Triple H understands that, in my belief, and is therefore tried to try to find the compromise. He's tried to make a Sami Zayn for an elimination chamber, a Damien Priest for a backlash, and on and mm-hmm. on that goes. And I just think, like, what we're getting now is the... Like, the upshot of that, a Roman Reigns in this character is absolutely doing doing numbers. But is he doing massive ones? I don't think so. I think a Bloodline story that was infused with a bit of magic with Sami Zayn that really got people to lean in last year. Like, the Usos were backing him in rubbish, running, filled matches for months, and nobody was leaning in. And the SmackDown numbers were just numbers. They weren't bad, but they were just numbers. Yes. And then all of a sudden, everybody takes a closer look, and Sami Zayn gets his T-shirt ripped off. And even people that don't like WWE are like, well, I, I know pro wrestling, and that's pro wrestling. Yeah. And then everything builds and builds and builds. And like and we always talk about, people forget those weeks where it was just okay or where yeah. it wasn't good. And someone like the Sami Zayn has come in and just went, well, let me just imagine if we just n- n- saw that together there. Yeah. Saw yeah. that together there. That's all it would take, but it changes everything, doesn't it? And like the buzz, I always think about, like, I'm a... Predominantly in ring, I'm a Steve Austin guy, but I always think about the year 2000 and how fun it was. And then when Austin came back trying to find the guy that ran him over in September, he kind of sucks the fun out of the product because he's running out and stunning everybody and he's all mad. And it's like, that's a bit last year, that mate. Like Rikishi and Too Cool are having a dance. Yeah. Like the Edge and Christian are having a bit of a laugh with Kurt Angle. And it's just like the rising tide, even in Austin's absence with The Rock and people like that and Jericho had just made it feel good. And I think this year, WWE somehow has felt really good. They still don't necessarily give you everything that you want, but and the buildings are suspiciously quiet sometimes yeah. because the makeup of the live attendee appears to be changing. But it's a it's a fundamentally feel good product. I believe as a WWE fan that feels quite satisfied with WWE over the last mm. year, Triple H's biggest success for me, and it, it doesn't get talked about enough because people lean on the bloodline, and that's a lot of Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns and the key players. The thing he has done more than anything else, I think, is just allowed you to trust a little bit again. Mm. How many years did we say, trust the process? There is no process. Yeah. Vince McMahon isn't a process. You and, and I text each other weekly during the pandemic with the Sasha Bailey stuff. Yeah. Please don't let this die. Yeah. Like... And not even on the show, midweek. Yeah. Please just don't yeah. tear up your plans on a Wednesday. In the middle of the show, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aye, like, and yeah. you notice there was obviously like the period after WrestleMania, like you guys were there, the doom on the on the Monday after WrestleMania when it wasn't hey, just Cody never losing. The night time, we were literally, like, we experienced the minute after. Yeah. That was reflective. So like, what do we do now? Yeah. That was reflective of, oh, we had six good months and now well, Vince is going to Vince. And we he had, had a great time doing the first night what went yeah. down for a variety of different yeah. reasons. Yeah. 
Um, some, some, but purely selfish on my behalf, if I'm honest. But, <laughs> but also that <laughs> second, actually, that second night, what went down? It I remember such an edge, didn't it? Oh, the vibes were. I was just like, can we? I, it was really nice meeting everyone. I want to uh, put that across, by the way. Yeah. But I was very much like, I want to get out of here. Once we've met everyone, I want. To, but also the just the atmosphere yeah. of just like everyone's a bit tired. It's the end of WrestleMania week, you uh-huh. know. Raw aside, mm. and um. Everyone's pretty pissed. Yeah. <laughs> right it was now. it was the feeling that you could it was literally palpable that this in this crowd of people where he's in the middle and I'm obviously in the middle filming him and everybody's here to talk wrestling. A lot of people with different takes. Mm. Obviously, some people who are just blindly like, well, this is what we wanted. We aren't in the Cody anyway. Some people who were like, obviously, like this is how this should have gone down. And it could have gone wrong at any second. All it would have taken would be one like stupid comment or one shout, and it was ready to go. Yeah. I, I believe that. Like, and we stand in the middle of it, and you can feel the difference between yeah. that and night yeah. one, where everyone got everything they wanted pretty much, and it was just a feel good factor. And that was completely different. And like you say, it's amazing. You it's, two probably know better because you're on the week to week stuff. Like, they've still kind of. No, they have somehow got it, haven't they? They've yeah. got, like they've done it. I don't know how they did it. Well, at the moment, it's booking because yeah. it's the only thing Vince can't stop. If yeah. they hire a graphic up for three weeks' time, his stubbornness won't allow him to cancel. Well, most of the time, well, he has yeah. done it. But I like, was say. he like he sorry, Johnny. Got <laughs> yeah, they're kind of like working around him as best as possible. It's not perfect, uh, but then it wasn't perfect under Triple H oh. anyway. And I think people are using that the Vince thing as a bit of an excuse. Mm. I think it's good enough for people to see. Like a great example at the moment, I am. Um, Eagerly anticipating Gunther breaking the Honky Tonk Man's Intercontinental Champion record so we yeah. can say best ever. And it's like, in every, Honky said it because yeah. it was a heel move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gunther's the best ever across the board. Best, best ever, best yeah. ever, best ever. In the Vince days, you're, you're, well, he's just doing it. The Charlotte Flair pay-per-view streak getting burned for no reason is a recent example. But he was just, well, I just don't fancy it. Like, well, uh, we'll put uh, Nakamura back in his Uncle Sam gear and have him go out and win it from America. Like, why? That's funny. Because <laughs> it's uh, Friday. Yeah, because I, I want to preserve Honky Tonk Man's record. Yeah. But the whole point is breaking it. Nah, I've gone off that. Gone off you. Like, it's, that's... Do you know, that is interesting you bring that up because I think that's the one thing for me that was always like... It just... It, whether I liked it or not, and I, we were in the building for it, and I was like, obviously wanted to see that happen, and I still think if that was... We've said it before on this part, if that was a way of doing both things, where he wins the belt and somehow Roman also makes it to a thousand <laughs> days in some weird universe, great. Because that it came through with the numbers and it mm. came through with how big it felt. Triple H being so obsessed with wrestling history, though, which he is, like, for, for better or for worse, mm. yeah. at least these things, like you have mentioned there, are going to matter. Like, mm-hmm. they are paying attention to those bits. If they're the things they can control, then he wants to also... And I'm not daft. And I want to point out, I'm about to name some people here... I'm not naming them because I like them. There's no good characters here. There's no good guys in in this company. <laughs> don't don't misconstrue that. But like Triple H liking wrestling history so much, but really is more about leaving his legacy here. Yes. So when he walks away from this moment of time where we we're all quite happy with wrestling, Roman has broken a record that won't be broken now for quite some time in terms of like the modern era. Yeah. Yep. Same with potentially Gunther and the Honky Tonk Man. I'm sure there'll be another couple he can get on the way. Mm-hmm. Um, preferably some women would be great. <laughs> they, did they, they, were, they gave yeah, the anchor they did, record they and got, then took the belt and off. And then took the belt yeah. off, yeah. But, like, more of that, please. That would yeah. be great. But then on the on the flip side, you also mentioned, which I think is really worth noting, and, like, the synergy between pushing these new stars, which I guess is where this part of the conversation mm-hmm. started, and tying that in with uh, brand synergy yep. of, like, whether I don't, I'm not a Nick Khan fan or guy by any means, but he obviously has got the nose for going, well, 
We do the pay-per-view in this place, and we actually spend time building a thing to there. Damien Priest, Bad Bunny, Puerto Rico. Our Sammy's TV in. deal is up in yeah. September, so we'll run a so town there so I can take them to a meeting. So I can show them there and go, this is what you'd be getting. Look at yeah. how amazing this is. Sammy Zayn, obviously the Montreal thing, is the oh. biggest example you could possibly ask for mm-hmm. because that came from long, long-term storytelling yeah. and paid off with a pay-per-view in that place. Mm-hmm. It all made sense. So if you can tie that into these, like the new, if you're picking the people... What's to say if they haven't got a list? I mean, they might well these days actually have the list of, like you say, Rhea Ripley. We've got Bianca as well, who obviously, I know they're champions, but they still need to become mm. star stars, I guess. Next, they're, yeah. they're on their way, by, for sure. I've never been a Rhea Ripley guy, but I've never been more in, like fascinated by Rhea Ripley in this current moment. Yes. They've figured it out, whatever it was that everybody else saw that I didn't for yeah. so long. Like, start tailoring these things to them. If, like, this is the brand that they've got going on now, and it is working. These pay-per-views feel massive. They've got mm-hmm. no right to feel this big, and it's because of the crowd being so... Like, they don't know when they're getting the next one. It's legacy work, man. Yeah. Honestly, they're making... Like, Wembley was huge for WWE in 92 because domestic business was off. And <laughs> yes. it was like, well, there's going to be 80,000 people in the building. So, like, let's say if you, if you half that, if 40,000 people stick with this product while we're struggling at home, mm-hmm. then we've got 40,000 people in the UK that we've got as guaranteed punters. Like... I don't think AEW need to learn a goddamn thing from it. They've put 65,070 yeah. in Wembley without announcing a match. But the hard work starts week off because yeah. you've got to be in this country and you've got to be trying, and it's such a hard thing to cut through. You've got to get people on TV. You've got to get them to send us. So you're here with uh, WWE? No, we're here with AEW. Yeah. yeah. Like you've got to, like, this is a huge, yeah. huge opportunity Massive. because WWE and the, all these little locations, little Montreal's infamous, yeah. you know, the UK yeah, is the UK, yeah, yeah. but these places where, like, they feel more connected to the show they have in years. Like, it's a massive, massive window of opportunity for AEW. Equally, it's massive if they screw it up. Like, you've got to have, like, employ, I don't know, 200 people as your UK media team. Like, this is, like, money so well spent. Get your wrestlers on every TV show. Like, and people, like, the thing they've been putting in the papers saying, yes, it is Wembley Stadium. That's really smart because if people are reading that and are going, "Uh, what's this? And the only face they recognise is a Chris Jericho or a CM Punk. What's, like, AEW, Wembley Stadium, straight away, star, venue, brand, well, something has changed in a person's head. I never, ever, and it's not a not a, a jibe any which way, I would never pick up the Metro, the yeah, newspaper, yeah. just because I have other things to do. <laughs> um, but, like, I went out and hunted two of them because I was like, I knew the AWR was in there. I'm yeah. like, that's interesting. Like, that's uh, it feels weird to see that yeah. in mm-hmm. a paper. It's weird seeing it when we were watching like, the FA Cup, for yeah, example. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. There for, and it's literally on the billboards. Yeah. Like, you do that. Do more of that. And I wonder if that's maybe the difference you'll see, or maybe we won't. Maybe they've got a great strategy in, in place. Like a WWE, you'd think when they hit the ground here, I've got people who've been in the game so long, yep. they know that, they're experienced, they know how, they turn Cardiff, they turn Wales into like literally a WWE, WWE event. Park for like a literally for however long it was. And it looked great and it really worked and I don't know why it hasn't AW should more. be flying the merch yeah. over now. That's, they should like already they should be, be in there. They should be the flying the t-shirts good merch now. first and then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah print some good shirts and then yeah. sell them. Yeah, it should be, this should be like this biggest thing for them because what you built last year Generations, like literally, mm, people will yeah. just stick with your thing having had one good night. If, it's uh, massive. If Hot Topic have got anything about them, like a smart wise, uh, or like Hot, not Hot Topic, Pro Wrestling Teaser, whoever, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. whoever one they want to go through, get yourself a pop up, man. Yeah. Get a pop up shop there. Like, I don't care how hard it is to sort. I'm sure someone will give you the space for that if you could be bothered. Yeah. You will not struggle, man. No. If you fill that place for the teas, they will go and mm-hmm. they will go fast. If it's, if it's like a, a 
I don't know, a two-day, three-day thing. It's just like, it's open for that. Coming, the queues would be round the corner, yeah. I have no doubt. This is the one chance British fans get where they yeah. don't have to spend the money on the packaging. <laughs> they were going to do that, yeah. trust me. Yeah. Like, you watch any clip of SummerSlam at any point in the show, and everywhere you look, there's, like, circular green foam fingers, mm. like, for the British Bulldog. A, gr- a, g- a green bit of foam, but yeah. it was Bulldog's thing. Yeah. And, they're in, and there's like, I would say there's probably 20 or 30,000 of them in the crowd. You can see them everywhere. And you just think that's how people want to engage mm-hmm. yeah. that night, you yeah. know? And I just, I think it's like, to do, like WWE are finding that again, having years of just, oh, I don't know, just got a Baltimore, give it a toss. Like, yeah. where, where are we near? Let's, let's, book there for pay- <laughs> let's book there for payback. Like the, you know, the, yeah. other than the major cities, it's just like, oh, we're going there. We're in Corpus Christi. Fine, shrug, whatever. Like this, it's better. It is better now. So, yeah. To summarise from mm. all of this, uh, Solo Sequoia is the next big star <laughs> uh, based on the WWE gallery. So, and as long as that video of him dancing round, yeah, in his kitchen, yeah, dancing at my house. Welcome to my house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Well, let us know your thoughts on everything we discussed on Twitter at What Culture WWE. Enough of all this. It's now time for a good quiz. And this week's quiz is brought to you by Laurel39. If you want your name associated with the hashtag Bloody Good Quiz, leave us a five-star review uh, on Apple Podcasts, or you can leave us a five-star rating on Spotify. Screenshot it. We need the proof. Need the and proof. then email it to me, adam.wilborn at whatculture.com. Uh, Laurel39 <laughs> writes on Apple Podcasts, you guys need to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care for your corny jokes. Give the wrestling news. That's it. This is not a comedy podcast. And then rates us five stars. So thanks, Laurel. <laughs> thanks, Laurel. Listen, if I could grow up, Laurel, <laughs> I've been trying for years. Five foot eight was the peak of the ceiling. <laughs> I can't get any further, bitch. <laughs> so I thought I'd do a quiz based on, well, considering Dave Meltzer saying wrestling is as hot as it has been since 2001. 2001 in wrestling. Okay. Usual rules apply. Ten questions. All oh, right, hang choice. on. 2001 in wrestling. Uh, Michael's going to special subject. Uh, 2001 in general. It <laughs> <laughs> means the Kubrick film. Yes, 2001. Big, big space on his back. Yeah, WrestleMania 17. Never liked. Probably my favourite thing. <laughs> 2001, WrestleMania 17. Yeah. Rumble was good as well. Yeah. Ten questions, uh, I will say. That's weird as well. We had Afro Man on earlier today, didn't yes. we? That's 2001. Yeah. Um, ten questions. I will also say... Um, that uh, considering I was this was you know early days of my wrestling fandom, huh. and considering my history in wrestling, not many WCW or New Japan questions in here. If I'm honest, well, full no, disclosure. Oh, you're joking. You only had three months of WCW to work with. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. was done. Uh, but yeah, ten questions, multiple choice, shouting name. Wait for me to come. You remember, it's just for fun. It is mm-hmm. going to have to be. <laughs> uh, question number one: Which of these wrestlers didn't make their wrestling debut in 2001? I want the one that didn't make their debut uh, in 2001. Finn Balor, Beth Phoenix, Heidenreich, or MVP? Uh. About to dive straight in there and be like, well, it's very obviously Finn Balor because he didn't debut, <laughs> debut in WWE until 2014. One nil, Nicholas. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> On the board. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can we just have the options again? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Finn Balor, yeah. Beth Phoenix, Heidenreich, or MVP? Interesting. Wrestling Stumped debut. Stumped you. Yeah. That's a good question. Hey, are you being busy today? Is that what's happened? That's, I've tried. Nicholas, I'll <laughs> say Nicholas. And I'm, I have no basis for this other than uh, men are bad with women. Uh, Beth Phoenix, I'll say, didn't in 2001. Why not? No, dear, oh. that's wrong. 
Finn uh, Heidenreich MVP. One of them didn't debut in 2001, at least according to Wrestling in 2001's yeah, Wikipedia page. Of course. Uh, Heidenreich. Wow, yeah. Wrestling in 2001's Wikipedia page. <laughs> that's always the excuse. Is, yeah. Hey, I'm just, I'm just reading the internet, guys. No, dear, that's no, wrong. MVP. MVP, uh, MVP was 2002. Ah, fair enough. Right. Uh, question number two. The uh, Royal Rumble in 2001. Quite infamous. But what number... Did Drew Carey enter it at? Was it five, seven, nine, or eleven? Absolutely no idea. Hamlet must have been earlyish though, right? Yeah, he's got the cane bit. Five. Yeah. Yay! He came in at six. Uh, there you go, big red machine. So before that, I would have been like Taz and the Hardys and somebody yeah. else. Let's see, let's see if you can try and remember them. Hall Hang of on. Fame, didn't he? Hall of Fame, Drew Carey. Drew Carey yeah, yeah, Hall yeah. of Fame. <laughs> Actually, funny enough, he's in the Hall of goes in the Hall of Fame during WrestleMania. 27, and there's a retro ups and downs you can find for WrestleMania oh. 27 by Simon Miller, which stuff. is on the channel right now, uh, edited by I Heard a Legend. <laughs> so, see if we can try and get one, two, three, and four. Um, no <laughs> bonus points. No, oh, no, that's a shame. No, give him bonus points. Really go to town on it. <laughs> Come Man, on. Final score. Genius boy. Three. How? Yeah. <laughs> Matt and Jeff Hardy? Yeah. Taz? No. Oof. Taz was 15. Uh. That's the whole 10 seconds. Nailed it. I don't know. I, I remember the hardest fighting when Drew, I think they both fell out fighting each other uh-huh. or something. And Drew was like, I'm the winner. I'm the winner. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, it was. Je- they Matt eliminated Jeff and Jeff eliminated Matt. Uh, the man who was going to become B squared, Bull Buchanan. Right, yeah. <laughs> Great. And, uh, Farouk was uh, number uh, four. All right, well. Jeff one, Bull two, Matt Hardy three, Farouk four. Yeah. Uh, what a mix this is. Haku at 29. <laughs> he came in, man. He was the WCW hardcore champion, and they didn't even have him on a deal. Yep. Just like just came in for the crack. Would you ask him to drop a title? No, anyway. And then he mm, was, I've nope. got a WWE. Okay, bye. Do you want to take the belt with you? It's just <laughs> that was it. It could have been like, like that was the sort of real, like, symbolic yeah. when Alundra Blaze dropped the belt in the bin. This was just like this atomic bomb in the one. Get a bit in the bin. Only like, war, like, they were like, Oh, it was the we didn't even know. We just yeah. thought it was funny to bring Haku yeah. back, didn't it? Like yeah. it didn't mean nothing. To meant no yeah. to anybody. No. So sad. Yeah. One uh, 0 to Hamlet. Question three. Yeah. <laughs> Who didn't Edge have to beat en route to winning King of the Ring? Out of my Ooh. options, you can't just say like you know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> me. Adam Nicholas, me, me. Drew Carey, eleven-year-old me, <laughs> didn't have to beat me. Who didn't he have to beat? Test. Christian, Perry Saturn, Rhino. Which one of those didn't he face en route to winning King of the Ring? Well, I wouldn't know, but I have a feeling mean, my esteemed colleague's ready to go, so half your crack. Hamlet, it was Perry Saturn. No, dear, that's wrong. Sorry, can you just uh, press that again? No, dear. No, dear. No, dear, that's wrong. Good. I'm going to double check. I'm so <laughs> nervous. <laughs> this, this, see, this no, is I a, think you're right. If now. I was writing a quiz, I would no, feel I, dreaded I, if he was on the other end of it, so. No, I blew my spot there, yeah. When the robot goes, eh... Uh, <laughs> the right answer Incorrect. is Incorrect. Well, I should hope so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Test Christian or Rhino, who didn't Edge who have didn't. to beat on winning, on route to ring, winning King of the Ring? God only knows. I don't care. Uh, Test. No, no dear, that's Rhino. wrong. Christian. 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 Look at that, we get there at the end. Yeah. I uh, just assumed they would chuck them together as a gimmick bit, like, yeah. hey. What they did, I yeah. think. Because I was thinking it was like the team, so the team wreck. Edge, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all kicking around it, but like Christian and Edge never came together, and right. Christian got beat off somebody. That was why he was carrying yeah, on the trophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not winning in a way. Like, uh, yeah. Christian got beat by Kurt Angle in the semis. Yeah. There you go. 
and the other semi, Edge beat Rhino. Da, da, da. Test, then Perry Saturn, then Rhino, then Kurt Angle. It's nice that all four of them is like, it's the best King of the Ring ever. Just a gang of legends. A gang of legends, and none of them, yeah. Good. Uh, okay, still 1 0 to Hamlet. How much, according to uh, whatculture.com's article from like 2015 or something, uh, how much did w- got good. WWE's yeah. XFL experiment allegedly <sighs> cost them? $76 million, $96 million, $116 million, or $136 million. Nicholas. No basis based on this other than a little tingle in me diddler. Uh, $96 million. No, dear, that's it's more wrong. More than that, isn't it? In the hundreds. I think it's less. I would have gone with $96. i will take mm. A. $76 million. Yeah. No, and dear, that's oh, wrong. 160 yeah. million, yeah. according uh-huh. to culture.com, at least. Yep. What a dumbass. Yep. Okay, <laughs> question five. What a stupid old idiot. all the crisps you could have bought with that, man. I know, he bought himself a football league. And they were like, oh, Vince, you like football, he's your favourite football. And he's like, Wahoo McDaniel and Ernie <laughs> hey, Ad, wrestlers to, Ad. To, to be fair, it's worked out really well for <laughs> Dwayne Johnson now. He's doing, He's didn't he do well? He's doing really, really good. Well done. How much did Dwayne Johnson have in his pocket? Yeah. <laughs> uh, question. No, but how much really, though? What, what, what's the number, sorry? <laughs> oh, God. This is a seven I'm bucks nev- production. Yeah. Well, it's all right, because Austin's still got the potatoes, hasn't he? So that's, that's oh, good. he's got his raw potatoes. He's got as many potatoes as he's got books, and that's yeah. all that matters. <laughs> Keep seven spuds <laughs> in his pocket all the time. Seven spuds. <laughs> Stone Cold's new production. <laughs> gonna, <laughs> gonna have myself a cauliflower cheese. <laughs> Go get some baked beans in there. <laughs> Broken Spuds Ranch. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Question five. I'm going to cut all them up. I'm going to dice them all up. I'm going to fry them. I'm going to call them fries. You need to check this out. <laughs> I'm going to dice them. What? I'm going to oil them. What? I'm going to season them. What? I'm going to eat them. What? I'm going to sh** them out. What? So he's just going through. Saute. Yeah. Mash. Yeah. What? Boiled. Yeah. What? Roasties. Yeah. Uh, Dolphin Noir. <laughs> <laughs> what would be Steve Austin's favourite potato? Like uh, Mr. Potato. Mr. Potato. <laughs> yeah. What's your favourite potato? Uh, if you could choose it, like, what's ooh. perfect serving of potato? A perfect serving? Yeah. I'm hungover, mm-hmm. and it's potato waffles. Good uh, shout. Waffles. Which, by the way, for anybody who doesn't know already, and you can thank me for this later, if you were to get them in the box now, frozen, of course, as, as they are, you are able to take them out of the frozen and put them in your toaster and toast them. You don't have to put them in the oven. You can literally toast them. And if you don't know that today, then you have had a f***ing good Friday. (laughs) Let me tell you, because that is a game changer. You, Wilborn. Cheesy mash. Almost definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like big, Double big old pile of yeah. potato, a couple of sausages, like yeah. a cartoon sticking out the yeah. side. Put your fork in, you pull it out. There's cheese coming out of it. Yeah, not like a cartoon. It's like a little alien with a lantern. It's like, Duke sausage. Yeah, smiley face. <laughs> smiley faces would have been probably. Smiley face are good. Good should, roast is on a, on a Sunday yeah. day. I should point out, I do like adult food as well. But like when I'm, <laughs> when I'm in, if we're really going for like nostalgia yeah. pops, yeah. yeah. I remember being at school when they still, like before Jamie Oliver came in, it saved us all. Uh, we used to get smiley faces, and they were obviously like about 70% oil at that point, <laughs> but they still worked. Yeah, yeah. Roast, roast is on a nice Sunday dinner, Barry. or crisps. Yeah, of if course, crisps. Count crisps. Chips, obviously. Chips, if you're allowed to count yeah. crisps. Give me Is there a potato that wouldn't strength. go between two bits of bread, on my two bits of bread theory? 
I think I could put any potato between bread and it'd work. I, mean, I think you put potato between potato. I would, yeah. <laughs> like a KFC double potato down with shape potatoes. bread and then potato in the middle. Just oh, a chip what? sandwich with waffles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Butter the waffle, put yeah. chips inside. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's tea. Like KFC double down, but... Yeah. Yeah. That's tea potato. tonight. Did I tell you what my mate invented? He said, oh, boys, I've invented a new food. We're like, go on. <laughs> I've invented a new good. Right. <laughs> and we go, right, well, go on then, talk us through it. He goes, uh, what you do is get a piece of bread... Butter it, got it. <laughs> yeah. So far, I'm with you so far. Cut it up into small squares, right? Yes, I know. You take a single chip and you roll it in the bread. I call it chip bread. <laughs> 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 so you've invented a, a mini chip boy. Basically. No, actually, to me, what it sounds like is you've invented chip cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. A <laughs> chip joint. A chip joint. That'll be like, that'll be my. Whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when there's, you see those like posh parties where there's all those volapants. Uh, yeah, chip bread for you. Hey. Like, there's just hundreds of them. Like he's, also, he's already furious because he invented Ben's hummus, and we said that's ridiculous to just have your name brand hummus. And now there's like Sophie's hummus in the same. He's like, he cost me millions here, yeah. boys. Oh, brilliant! I could have been dipping my chip bread. In I that could hummus. have been dipping my chip bread in your hummus. Oh, I tell me the texture. Did, didn't it? <laughs> oh. uh, where are we? Question five. Yeah, no idea what score it is. Uh, who cares? It's just I'm, for fun. I'm for. Um, We're all friends, yeah. A WCW question out yeah. of nowhere. Well, I'll let you have it, and I'll, I'll pick the bones if you get you it can, wrong. You can get this. Just think. I don't like to think, though. That's what will Willborn do? Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, let me think what Willborn would do. <laughs> Keep that. Keep that mentality. <laughs> let, him, let, him, let him take yeah. this one first. No, don't okay. let me do nothing. Like question five. Who was the WCW US heavyweight champion at the start of 2001? Was it Shane Douglas, The Wall, GI Bro, or General Hugh G. Rection? <laughs> I have no idea, but I want it to be General Hugh G. Rection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stands and practices like got in on that as well. And it was like, get rid of this. And it's like, here he comes from the Misfits in Action. It's General Rection. Rection's a weird surname. Yeah. It sounds almost like a Siffy. Well, we had a name before. But, uh, yeah. We had a whole thing. It was, uh, never mind. Uh, I like the fact that they, uh, what did they call the wall? The wall was part of that Misfits in Action. A-wall. That was yeah. They all had to have army like, names all right. of a sudden. Yeah. Like, why is she called Major Guns now? Why was that? Uh, they're just uh, really good with weaponry. Yeah. AK-47 DVD instructionals, that kind of thing. Yeah. I think actually, I think it's one all at the halfway point. <laughs> is yeah. it? That's good. Oh, that's almost like we planned that. <laughs> Question six, or, oh, and this is an either or one. Ooh. Right, okay. You may not remember this, but just come back with me if you can, okay? It's an either or question. So, 2001. So, either or question, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay, just have to check. <laughs> <laughs> just shut your eyes with me, okay? Picture the scene. Hang on, no. no. Picture the scene. <laughs> <laughs> you're. you're, you're Hasn't got his eyes shut for the commissioner, people at You're commissioner of, of WWE, WWF, and uh, you just want a little taste of home. And uh, you go into your office, and you're like, finally, a little moment to myself with a camera right in my face recording me. I'm just going to pour, <laughs> pour a nice, nice, uh, nice cup of tea. Oh, I know. I know the water types are different here in America, but that tastes... Well, it's, not, it's not the usual tail, is that? I like, or PG or whatever. Wait a second. I'll taste that. Realize it's a drink of piss. So, uh, we, do you remember that? Uh, it's kind of a niche thing that. They yeah, have, it? it never comes up. Real <laughs> thing with <laughs> <mine> <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> 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 
Couldn't possibly remember that. The only way it would be worse is if you were like drinking piss out of a shoe or something. That would be <laughs> really weird. Oh. William Regal drank piss in 2001. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> but which hand was the teacup in? His left or his Ooh, right? Oh, I like that now. That's it. You're, you're miming there. Piss. In his wanking hand or his wiping piss, hand? Oh. Piss, piss, piss. Pamphlet right. Go on, lad. You got this. I believe in you. No, dear. Oh. Oh. That goes to Adam Nicholas because hey. you, you say right. I see. <laughs> also right. <laughs> I'll hand. take right foot, please. <laughs> <laughs> How dare I get his biggest moment wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do you have to go back and watch it again now? Oh. I mean, he's a lefty. Some is William Regal a lefty now? Because would you drink? Would you drink with your left hand if you weren't left-handed? Oh, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's how it looks on the camera or something. Well, it's still his left hand, Michael, no matter what it looks like on the camera. <laughs> well, actually, that makes sense, which is why we're so pissed off when people weren't moving yeah, forward with their left foot. there you go. <laughs> the self-bar was not satisfied. <laughs> uh, question seven. WrestleMania X7 was quite good. Mm-hmm. What was the shortest match at it, though? Was it Chris Jericho versus William Regal, China versus Ivory, Taz and the APA versus Right to Censor, or the Gimmick Battle Royal? Ooh, go on. You got China this. Ivory. Yeah. Yay! I mean, it was a safe bet, even if you didn't know. It was where I was going to go. The she women. Really, she really took yeah. this out of it. Yeah. Jericho Regal was 740. Uh, uh-huh. Taz and the APA versus Right Center, 356. Mm. Gimmick Battle Royal, 350. Mm. China and Ivory, 2 minutes 38 seconds. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Get out. Yeah. 2 2. Three questions to go. According to China, which movie. Hang on. With a Y or an I? Uh, with a Y. Just to clarify. <laughs> Which movie did Vince McMahon prevent her from starring in? Was it Blade 2, Resident Evil, The Scorpion King, or Terminator 3? I don't think what the year crossover is there. This. It all kind of went to pot for China in 2001 in WWE, wasn't it? Because she was in for obviously the mm. WrestleMania and then by gone by what, October? Yeah, well, like, officially, but she didn't appear after May. I yeah. Think it was May, June. Really, that, that quick. Mm-hmm. Um, the mania where she was in the purple. I get up. Just um, absolutely squashed yeah, her. Yeah. Didn't really want to even win the women's title. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. kind of patronising. Um, and then was that the same one where you were like, okay, we'll drop it to Lita at least? Yeah, and she was like, well, I'm not losing. Oh, oh yeah, God, yeah, I remember that. Losing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shame yeah, out. Such a weird time. energy after that match, yeah. wasn't that? Like, they're in the middle of the ring afterwards. It just seems a bit... She was... Oh, yeah. Political forces, yeah. as you can imagine, were not on her side. Oh, no. Hamphlet. <laughs> uh, I'll go the Terminator one. Yay! Yeah. It'd be, apparently, according to her anyway, the the other one that's not Arnie. Ah, Terminator, ah. yeah. Well, hang on now. Is she doing a bit of a Ryback? You know how Ryback thinks it's, it was called Terminator 2 because there was two Terminators? <laughs> Does she think that, like, oh, well, there must be three in the third one? Well, the space has opened up, has there? And I'll do it. Well, if someone needs a third, <laughs> why not? The triple threat Terminator. <laughs> she would be a great... Counterpart to Arnie as a Terminator, though. So, that would mm. be good. Yeah. Uh, right, 3 2, two questions to go. 3 2 to Hamlet. And she would have been the one across him when he was falls through the lava with his thumb up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that really got to me as a kid. That scene. Going in the lava. Oh, and the thumb up. Yeah. He's a good guy after all. Yeah. <laughs> and it's too late. He's hey. burning. Yeah. Somebody, somebody save the thumb. Yeah. Just preserve it in the thing. It's like every day. Are you getting on there? <laughs> Hang it, man. This is the quick thumbs up in the jar and then back down. I was already broken by uh, one of them public information videos we had to watch at school where it was like, don't f- 
around on farms, you little twats. Oh, Jesus right? Christ. And there's like a slurry pit, and this kid's like <laughs> kicking a ball around, and he falls in, and you just see like the hand nah, sinking below the slurry. You can't go whipping this out at this time and of the day. Just like, you just can't do uh, it. It's like, I'll just go and get my frisbee from the electric park. Yeah. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Hey, Christ. Right, question nine. Who had the worst gimmick in 2001, according to the Wrestling Observer? Was it Mike Awesome, DDP, The Johnsons, or Hugh G-Rection? Ooh, that's some bad ones there. Nicholas, though, I I just feel like the DDP one feels bad. Yeah. Yay! Because of his potential. He had a bad old time, didn't he, since jumping. Like, considering you'd think, well, he's one of the first. Mm -hmm. Let's make Mm -hmm. a real, you know, showcase for when these people, their contracts run out. I had a friend... Who shall remain nameless for his uh, humility, let's say. Who <laughs> <laughs> messaged me the other week because that was doing the rounds, wasn't it? It must have been like the anniversary, maybe, of it. Uh, mm-hmm. It was doing the rounds, like just unreal or something, like in DDP. And yeah. Messages this and goes, very, very casual wrestling fan from I'm back in the day, message saying, like, just seen this today. Oh, I remember how mad this was, how class it was. And I was messaged him saying, like, you and I remember this <laughs> very differently. I was like, maybe have a look. I was just have a look right now how that is perceived compared to being maybe a kid. And, yeah. Yeah. and not really, I didn't really know who DDP was back then because I didn't watch WCW. So it would have been like, oh my God. But like, I was, this did not, this was terrible for him and for everyone around. Really not great, man. He got pinned off Undertaker's. Was he his wife then yeah. or last then? Working by a shoot named Sarah Undertaker. Sarah Undertaker, of course. Uh, oh, Real dreadful. name, no gimmicks. Undertaker's such a <laughs> dickhead, man. Like yeah. him and Kane, like, well, it's not real, pal. Like, they just beat DDP and Cannon around that cage match at SummerSlam. But they let him leave, didn't they? We're like, going to put him in his goddamn place. It's a business, you yeah. loser. When you destroy him, he can't make money with yeah. you again. You think you'd know oh, it being whoa, the support. Whoa, hang on a minute now. Because, like, this guy goes by the rules of the business, mate. Well, this is it. Right? You'd think, like... I think you remember when he went out on his back. I think you remember. Uh, yeah. <laughs> remember? Remember? He wants going to remember? He wants going to wrestlers' <laughs> court for that one, honestly. Yeah. Undertaker, you got to buy a crate of beer for Diamond Dallas Page. Respect this business. Undertaker is the only reason he was the judge of wrestling is because it's like Monopoly. If you're the banker, yeah. <laughs> you can do whatever you want, basically, yeah. and get away with it. The judge is like, well, sounds all right to me. <laughs> it's very appropriate because I watched half his work in the night and he was stuck on f-ing free parking. I, know that <laughs> I watched some of it and was like, you should go directly to jail. <laughs> <laughs> do not pass £200, you hack. Do not collect. Actually, yeah, Kane's, uh, like, actually, he's changed his name to one of the properties on the old Monopoly board, and he's all Road now. <laughs> 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 All to ball. Drill. Sorry, sorry <laughs> Final question. You got for us you. on the Brothers of Destruction. Uh, <laughs> Final question. I'm really sorry if you like Brothers of Destruction. It's not my fault. You suck. Yeah, get <laughs> yeah, <arrested>. Sorry. <laughs> uh, final question. All to play for. What was the tagline for Rebellion? Oh, Jesus. Was it. This is up your alley where this. What's the story? Morning. <laughs> <laughs> Manchester divided. Oh one six one do one. Or and after all, this match is scheduled for one ball. Tagline for rebellion. I'm sorry. I don't even want to. I can't take away from it. You can have this. I don't even want to. I'm not, I'm not following that. <laughs> I want to put you over for 01612. That's like really good stuff, Will Ward, because there's no way WWE had that one. What were the first two? Uh, What's the story? Yeah. Or Manchester 
Divided? Definitely Manchester, Manchester divided. divided. Almost definitely, yeah. Yay! Just imagine like got like a tagline like uh, uh, WrestleMania, frig off. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations to Michael uh, Hamlet. Well Four three, the winner of this week's quiz. Let us know how you got on on the quiz on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, watch that. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Adam Nicholas on Twitter at... It's Adam Nicholas. You can follow Michael Hamlet on Twitter at... Michael Hamlet. You can follow Adam Wilborn on Twitter at... Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. And make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Um, already out, available right now, in fact, is myself and Michael Hamper looking forward to the cinema that is Friday Night's Whackdown. Cinema. And uh, me and Sage talking about AW Collision and... Pile <laughs> <laughs> of bells, I suppose. Bunker and Starks in the final. Yeah, that's on collision. Anyway, uh, this has been Wrestle Culture. My thanks to Adam Nicholas. My thanks to Michael Hamper. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Culture is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Damn sharks. <laughs> like Starsky and Hutch, that, isn't it? <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.